The Tape Never Lies Network. Starts now. There's our luck. Hey, hey, I'm muting my TV and everything else that's going off down here. Bears take one on the chin, 49-29 losers in Big D today. Um, don't want to – I'm getting way too much feedback here. Hold on. Bear with me. I'm sorry, guys. There we go. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, 49-29. Obviously, a ton of negatives to take out of this, but I'm not going to – I don't want to dwell on that here because I think that there's more at play what came out of today's game. Um, as bad as overall that it looked, I think, still, uh, we have a QB1, and I know there's people that want to dismiss that. Um, I think we saw growth with the offense. The offensive line still shaky. Too much pressure on Justin. Justin missed some throws today, but you're going to have that. Uh, I didn't expect the defense to come out and be totally run over like they were today. Um, Roquan Smith holding you accountable. I understand the Bears' defensive line isn't the best in the league, but when there's plays there to be made in the backfield and you're not making them and you're giving up a 50-yard touchdown, you want $20 million? Ain't going to be here if you're not making those plays, Roquan. No way. No possible way. Can't. It's 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 up and down, and I don't want to hear about leading the league in tackles. And that's, um, you know, a lot of time when you go to the official tackles, the NFL can have you at six, and the Chicago Bears will have you at 12. That's the way that that works. But Roquan needs to step up his game. I still maintain he's got to get in better shape. His run fits aren't even pedestrian. They're pathetic at this point. And if you have access to the L-22, go watch it. And exactly what I'm saying is verified. But looking at the offense, the turning point to me, uh, the Bears made their run there. David Montgomery, you just cannot fumble that football. Can't do it. Can't happen. No way, no how. And I know people are and media are trying to, to – Shift blame to Justin Fields for not touching Micah, Micah Parsons down. Simple. Don't even get in that position. You're not in that position if you if you hold on to the football. So that was a tough one for Monty. Monty didn't have his his best game as a pro at all today. Um, saw him whiffing on a couple of blocks out there, and uh, that's tough to see because he's usually Mr. Reliable. Khalil Herbert uh, initially, you know, called for the fumble, but. Um, that got overturned, and he he did break off some some big plays. But overall, as bad as this uh, ass kicking stings, I think that there is some positives to take out of this, especially on offense, uh, especially concerning Justin Fields. So I'm going to bring in my guy Ivan Vargas here. We got a little different look today to BHL Ivan with Phil in Big D uh, watching the game. He did just text me, and he's going to try to try to jump on so I don't know what uh direction he's he's gonna take this but I'm sure it's completely different than 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 mine was but I I I do think end of the day Ivan and you and if 
you want to disagree with me, please do so. But um, I think that there was some positives to take out of the, the offensive side of the play today. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. I Justin Fields is that dude. I, I just give him some time, give this offense a, a, some more playmakers come next year, and you're going to start to see just more electrifying plays from QB1. <laughs> but, you know, on defense, Shane, I, I, I can't – it was just nauseating. Yeah, they nauseating. still can't. They still can't set the edge, and I brought up Roquan. It just three tackles or whatever he ended up with today. Ivan, mm-hmm. and listen, I believe in Roquan Smith, the player. He's got all the talent in the world. Today's showing by him was pathetic. I mean, there's players there's players on the defensive line that aren't even going to be here next year. I understand that. But when you're in the backfield to make a play, when you want to say that you're the best linebacker in the NFL, that's when you make those plays. There's too many times he's one-on-one in the hole or with uh, yeah. whether it be a quarterback or a running back, it doesn't matter. He got ran over by Tony Pollard today. Yeah. He, Tony Pollard did whatever he wanted to on that football field today. That's that's one thing. Right. And But with Roquan, he had plenty of times where he could have made the play and he doesn't do it. He either gets beat, steamrolled, or just flat-out outrun. Absolutely. And it's 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 hard to watch. At, like I don't want to keep making excuses for him. You got to be if you want to be a twenty million dollar guy, make the fucking play. Yeah, and let me uh, got a guy here sitting in the background. There we are. Bruce. You, you hear us, Phil? You hear, yeah. You hear us? Okay. You hear me? Yeah, yeah. It's good, uh, Phil. We we're talking a little bit about uh, we were taking a little bit different approach. We think that there was some steps on offense overall, especially with uh, Justin Fields. Uh, the defense was abysmal Roquan Smith I think led that charge with the way that he played today um but overall the you know the the overall turning point was unfortunately uh David Montgomery can't fumble that football I know Justin has the chance to touch him down but don't even get in that position that was a that was a tough one and then you know he scores off of that um plays out there to be made the Dante Pettis I don't think is going to be here next year it's just it's there's nothing there with him that I think is worth worth you know bringing into 2023 moving forward but I'm talking a little bit too much man so give me the the DDP thoughts yeah huge turnover there uh Justin's got to be aware to tag him down part of the game I mean David doesn't fumble much. I'm not making excuses up, but you got to hold on to the ball. Justin, this is in college. A huge, huge change of events. Something you got to learn from. Uh, the play calling did there at that last drive when you're in the red zone, I don't get it. Straight drop back. Start throwing it down the field. You don't do it. You can't have the drops. Can't have the drops. St. Brown and Pettis. And then Bayless Jones drop, I felt like that was a just a big whole one. momentum killer. But your offense is looking for big plays, and they couldn't get the consistency there in the big plays. The reality is, Shane, it's disappointment. Uh, the two holding calls. Terrible. I mean, the one on uh, Cole Komet on Justin's run was ticky-tack. And then you come back, and you see uh, Braxton Jones. I mean... I don't see a hold there. I was watching it live on David Montgomery's run. Those things change the course of the game. And if you're going to call it like that, I'm not making excuses. 
uh, Pollard's big run, you see Brisker get tackled. The same with the Mike linebacker. So, again, you need some playmakers here for Justin Fields. Uh, the guy's got to step up, and I heard what you guys were saying. Roquan's got to make tackles when he's in the position to make them. A lot three, of guys need to Three step tackles up. today, Phil. It's just you can't – he's got to have that per quarter. Yeah. I mean, well, they got, honestly. They got to do it. You're 100% right. Then you have, you know, the momentum. You're getting – they're throwing three-step game, and Dak Prescott was throwing dimes out there on slant routes, taking advantage of the soft coverage, build door, not, you know, seconds late, third down situation, the tight end, Schultz. That was third and like 16. And Dak hits him. You've got to get depth as a linebacker playing that cover too. Roquan didn't get deep. Listen, there's so many, so many plays in this game. But, but listen, you need playmakers. Got to have playmakers. The turnovers are going to kill you when you're grinding for every inch. You got to be almost perfect today. The Dallas Cowboys really outplayed you i honestly will say the final score doesn't reflect the the i felt like the guy they were still in the game that's what i was so disappointed in getsy's play calling down in the red zone there i didn't get what he was doing they're not going to be fooled by the gimmickry but anyway i gotta go shane they're calling me uh we'll talk love you guys right here in dallas Disappointed in Dallas. That's that's how I'll leave you. And props on being props on Phil for uh, being taller than Tony Medlin. So that was a huge <laughs> that was a huge development for this. I was shocked when he wasn't taller than Cap. Yeah, yeah. Cap like, made Whoa. Cap looked like uh, Luke Longley compared to Phil. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Ivan. It's you know, it's it. This one was tall. I wasn't expecting this type of effort defensively after last week. And I mean, I don't want to dismiss and pretend like Dallas, Dallas doesn't have a ton of talent out there. They, they, they do, but I just wasn't expecting, you know, to, to give up almost 50 yeah. to, to Dallas today. And there's obviously a lack of talent on both sides of the ball, but the bears do have more talent defensively and it just didn't show through today. I, some something went wrong. I don't know what it was, whether they were riding a high from the last game or, you know, they're working on a short week, but I'm not going to sit here and give you excuses. It's just, you can't continue similar to the Minnesota game. You can't yeah. give these guys a, a spot 21 points to start the game and expect to make adjustments and come back. This is a, obviously a rebuilding year and we're going to run into some of these games. You know what I'm saying? Games where the bears are impressive and games where the Bears lay an egg, I thought the Bears, like Phil said, I thought the Bears were in it. Five points off, you know, you, you had some momentum going uh, coming into the second half. And then your defense, again, just couldn't stop a call. You, you couldn't do anything up front. You were getting manhandled. Uh, like I said, Tony Pollard did whatever he wanted. He, hell, Dak Prescott was just pitch and catch for about 30 minutes in that game. Yeah. Whoever he wanted. So – Alan Williams and uh, Matt Eberflus need to go ahead and figure out what the problem is with that defense because if the offense, I mean, we, we both like how the offense uh, showed, you know, showed out today. They, you scored 29 points. 
you almost, you, you know, you're in a game, but you scored 29 points and got blown out by three touchdowns. Right. Yeah. That's- if I would have told you Wednesday, last Wednesday night, Ivan, that we were going to put up 29 points and have over 200 rushing yards, you would have said, holy shit, we win. Yeah. No, I, I would have. I yeah, totally yeah. We lost by three touchdowns and that's the, that's, that's the NFL. That's the way that it goes, unfortunately. And uh, it's it's one of those weird games. Like I said, I know I keep on repeating myself. I think that there is a lot of things to be excited about moving forward. And, and I get DMs from people. You know, Justin Fields will make a, a ill-advised pass or, or he gets sacked and they're, you know, fuck this guy. I just – I don't understand it. If you If you want to question Justin Fields' toughness where he is in his development with the talent that he is surrounded with and you and you want to think that he is not the guy i just i think you have bigger fucking issues to 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 figure out if you want to blast this kid because he to me ivan today he just re-solidified my thinking of exactly what and who he is in chicago as a mainstay at quarterback and i know Dan Weeder and Brad Biggs and all those guys were like, oh, Flus is, is folding the tents up with three minutes left. I texted Ryan Cox and Cars. I at the time, there were, I don't know, three minutes and whatever was left. I'm like, I'm not putting Justin back out there. Mm-mm. I always go back and I know it's a different sport and different set of events, but the Bulls are up by 12 or 13, and and Tibbs still has Derrick <laughs> Rose out there. And and Ivan, it's yeah. where it's similar. He goes out there and, and shreds his knee. It's franchise altering for your future. I, so I, I, I absolutely I, agree. I think Iberfus and the coaches a hundred percent made the right decision. Is there a chance? Sure, minuscule at best. Not enough to, to make me want to put uh, Justin Fields' future in doubt. Put Simeon out there. Let him finish out the game. I, I, I'm totally fine with that. Just it's a weird. It's a weird place to you know hang your hat on that stance i other i mean it just looks it looks to me like you're reaching for something to bitch about and hey they got their they got their fucking faces punched shane they were up three touchdowns they they were go 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 the the pass rush was coming after justin's ass there's no need to get take an unnecessary hit and like you said and as soon as you said that like my heart started to break all over again with derrick rose but you know unnecessary i was cool with simeon coming in i would have had simeon in seven minutes out seven minutes out i would have had simeon in you know just to give perspective there was a third and one on the third drive and i you know we're always talking about setting the edge you had a third and one and a quarterback sneak up the middle went for 25 fucking yards yeah think about that nobody was on that outside nobody was containing nobody was there it was your it was slow as that that's not too slow but he's not the fleetest of foot no he got 25 yards downfield before somebody touched him just think about that you heard about daryl johnson said it live on air he's like i i'm not sure i've seen that before seen it in college it's it's extremely rare to see that in the nfl and and again uh I know there's people upset with me for my take on on Roquan Smith, but if if you have access to the all 22 to the coaches tape, I've told you guys over and over, just go watch his run fits. He's guessing. And when he's not guessing, 
rarely he'll be there and he'll make a play. His Roquan's run fits are awful. I, I don't know what other way. It's exactly why they haven't bent over backwards to give him exactly what he wants for a contract, Ivan. And I, I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, three tackles in a game like this today where you need a guy like Roquan Smith talent-wise – I mean, other than than Micah Parsons and you know Lawrence, is is there anybody else on the field, entire football field, that's got more God given talent than Roquan? It, I mean, it's he's right there, but he's not using it to the best of his abilities, and he's guessing a lot, and it's showing out. and And there's these up and down games. He made two plays last week, praised him for it. You can't follow it up with a stinker like this today. No, you can't, and. and- like I said, I don't want to keep talking about the money because it shouldn't be there. Like I, right. for me, for me, Shane, I'm going to tag your ass and we're going to figure it out. Yeah, you're talking about 17. It's 17 and 17.833 or something like that. I think the tag number is. I totally agree. And I don't give a shit if you're upset with that and you want to do your hold in. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Do your hold in. Do your hold in again. Everybody was saying that Robert Quinn was going was gonna to hold out because he wanted to demand a trade. He showed up. Yep. He showed up, and look what it got him. Now he's playing for a 7-0 Philadelphia Eagles team. But, again, I don't even want to focus this on Roquan. I think it's more important to look at the positives that we started to see offensively today. And um, let's not pretend like they didn't just face two really good defenses and continue to run the football, continue to churn out you know 200-plus yards, and, oh, yeah, they're scoring points. So I think that is something, as a Chicago Bears fan, as an analyst, somebody that can break this down, it's super important, Ivan, because we don't see that very often. And I just don't – people want to – you want to praise Roquan Smith, but you don't want to praise this kid you have at quarterback that's getting the shit kicked out of him mm-hmm. on a down-in and down-out basis, but he's still making plays. I don't get it. I don't understand it either. Justin – I don't, I don't get the hate. Like I, I just really don't. It's, it's unnecessary. Justin Fields goes in there every single game and he makes you believe. Like just his sheer will in some of these plays. Like he's getting blitzed. He's getting touched when he shouldn't be getting touched. He has no time back there. And, and I know they were moving the pocket, but you saw the speed of the Dallas defense. They were at certain times, you know, especially in that second half, able to contain Justin Fields, and he wasn't able to go, you know, and, and do much. I'm just looking forward to seeing what they do with this money come next offseason. This is a, it's not a complete product by any no, means. Not at all. By not, any not, means. Not, not on either but, side of the ball. But yeah. what you saw today with Justin Fields in, in two consecutive games was a guy that can lead this football team and if given the right personnel can make, you know, make really, you know, uh, make something really really good happen for us here in Chicago. I just don't understand, you know, I don't understand the hate. The guy has done everything you've asked of him. And then put his body on the line. There's no, there's no pussy out with Justin Fields. I just don't get, I don't get it. What would we look like without him? That's what I'd like to to ask. What would that? What would this team look like on offense without him? You think you're making a a conversion on third and seventeen last week in in New England with your feet with with Trevor Simeon? Yes, though he may look a little bit more stable in the pocket and and getting the ball out a little bit earlier, but that's the thing. You're going to take your 
your bumps along the way. And it's Ryan Poles isn't a dummy, guys. He knows where this needs to be upgraded. And I know people are still going to go back and and they want to talk about the the no wide receivers drafted in the second round. I mean, to me, Valus Jones is looking like an absolute miss at seven at 71 for what he has showed so far. But again, if draft day was today, even knowing what I know right now, I'm still drafting Brisker and I'm still taking the um, taking Gordon because yeah. I think they're better players overall and they're more integral to this defense moving forward. And you have to go BPA. We don't need to go down that road, but it's just people fall in love with one big play on offense. And I mean, we, we saw it with Valus Jones. Everybody, everybody got excited when he had that uh, one long return in Seattle and then boom starts fumbling the football none of it really matters but yeah. still waiting for the presser here um actually I Mike if you're ready we do have a patron uh want to bring him out Ivan he can hang out with us during the presser yeah that sounds good so, um bring him out here Mike what's up man oh man tough one tough one yeah. Um, simultaneously, one of the best and worst Bears games um, that I've seen in a while. Um, first, want to say thanks for having me on. Big fan of the show. My buddy last night at uh, this excellent Halloween party that he threw, he knew I was coming on the show and he asked me what my thesis would be. And uh, win or lose, my thesis was going to be the difference between four and four and three and five is huge. Um, I know it would have taken a Herculean effort to go into Dallas and steal this one. But as a fan, as a consumer, I want to see wins. You guys, you, you talk about it on the show all the time. Uh, Phil specifically, no politics. We don't want to see the GM's guy out there. We want to see the best guys on the field every week. No tanking. Um, winning begets winning. And that's what this man's trying to build right now. So, you know, obviously we you know I want to see him win. You know, and uh, on defense, you know, obviously the first, you know, four drives resulted in touchdowns. So, we, you know, we obviously got to do a better job. Getting obviously. Field yeah, and, thanks for those breaking news on that one. Um, to, to Two of those that are happen. over 75 um, yards. You know, yeah. didn't create enough third down situations um, for our, ourselves and third and longer to, to really uh, get off the field there. So we got to do a better job with that. You know, and our offense, I think, performed pretty well, you know, the entire day. You know, they had a couple, couple, uh, you know, three and outs, but uh, for the most part, drove the ball, did a nice job in situations. Um, you know, obviously, we cut that lead, you know, down to 11 points, you know, with the with the Eddie interception at the very end to kick the field goal. You know, so that was that was really good. And we told the guys at halftime, this is a game. This is a game, and, and it's 11 points, and uh, we can certainly dig ourselves out of this. And the guys did a nice job. You know, we traded punts. Uh, to start the second half and then going into the uh, our offense drove the ball down there to make it a game and then you know then we had that sequence that was like a you know five minutes or so to let go in the, the third quarter where it was you know they they uh, got us to jump off sides had the big chunk play had a couple of nice plays and they scored on us on in the third quarter and then the very next series on offense they got the fumble for a touchdown and we got to do a better job touching them down there um, in that situation. And then from there, we were just battling to stay in it. So it was, uh, 
it was again, again, the guys were always had their eyes forward. Um, you know, I thought on offense, you know, a lot of a lot of good positive things. I think that was the best passer rating that Justin's had at 120. You know, um, really did a nice job. He was 17 at 23, had two touchdowns. Uh, rushing offense is still doing a really good job, uh, which it has all year. You know, the fourth time we've had 230 yards this season. You know, the third straight game of 200 yards rushing. You know, Herbert was at 6.2. Justin was at 7.5. He's using his legs really good. So, you know, and to me, it was just a, a matter of us, you know, having our opportunity to really in the third quarter there to, to come back. Um, to make that run, to make it a game in the third quarter. It was unfortunate that we had those turn of events in the, about five minutes to go in that third quarter. So um, over, I will open up to questions from there. You mentioned the, the fumble return touchdown. How do you coach Justin immediately after that and knowing the details that you stress, how hey, disappointing? Yeah, yeah, just hit, touch him down. Touch him. him multiple times. Yeah. Uh, Put a hand on his back. Situations tape that we show every Friday um, that you got to touch guys down, you know, and it's whoever right there in the scrum. When you see that, you got to touch him down. We know that that's part of pro football, and we just got to do a better job there. Reflecting back, how big of a swing was that that stretch right there? It was big. Yeah, it was big. Did you and not watch the fucking score, game, Dan? We get the two point conversion. Oh. We can make it to it's a five point game. Such a wasted question. How defense? You know, how else do you answer that? A big chunk down the middle. Um, you know, first down on a couple of boots and a toss. You know, and then we didn't do a very good job, uh, really all day on run defense. You know, we we didn't do a good job of of, of staying in our gaps, playing our responsibilities. And I told the players after the game, guys, we're going to look at the tape. We're going to see it. You're going to see it. There's no mystery here. It's about good fundamentals, technique, and you got to do that down in and down out to play to play good defense. And a play like does the, does the sideline play any kind of role in that, as far as knowing that he's not down? And letting you know, yeah, I just said that on the radio. I just said that on the radio. Hey, we could have done a good job maybe on the sideline. Hey, touch him down, you know, and but uh, you know, but it's during the game, and sure, certainly we could have done a better job. What uh, on the two point conversion, Lawrence comes untouched. Is it a read option? Should yeah. you hand it off? It's not the yeah, that's exactly what it was. That's exactly what it was. It should be a handoff, it should be a give, and he read it the other way and and then just got to throw it then. Um, yeah, I mean, whenever your quarterback takes a hit like that, you know, D Law is a powerful guy. You know, I was with him when he was here, and uh, certainly, you know, you want to make sure that your guy's not in harm's way. Uh, but we just got to make a good decision there. Without, without seeing the video, you guys had that third and short opportunity to get off the field, and then Pollard breaks it for the 54 yard yeah. touchdown out there. Do you any, any idea of, of how that got out the gates for as much? Yeah, as so we, we had a pressure on there. Um, for that particular one. And the guys that are away from the pressure got to hammer the ball. So they got to hammer it back to the pressure and the ball kept getting outside. And I think it might've been, I don't know who, who yeah, exactly what numbers, issues. but it was at least two guys. That let and that's been a season long thing, man. And uh, that's yeah. just Especially with 55 you know, things designed over and over and over again. Pressure and yeah, I, I don't know shot. what to do with 55. I, mean, I don't, I wouldn't start him. I wouldn't they start him next game. Um, and uh, he did a nice job bouncing it. Defensively, Matt, do you look at this and see issues with discipline and preparation, or do you see issues where this roster just talent-wise isn't ready to compete with good offense? Yeah, I mean, we're going to, like I said, we're going yes to go back to both. the tape. It's going to be fundamentals. It's going to be the coach and the players. We have to be able to execute better uh, together as a group um, uh, in these instances. We're going to play teams that have good rosters. And that that's part of the football. And if you want to be good, guess what? You got to play and compete against those guys. So um, we just got to execute better. How do you look at it realistically as far as you guys are? You guys just had a teardown, especially defensively. You sent a lot of people out in the offseason. This roster might not be ready to compete with those rosters. Uh, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I, I believe that it comes down to the guys doing their job, 
coaches uh, getting them to do it the right way together and us playing the way we're supposed to play. That's what I believe. Your mindset at the end of the game, you obviously were taking some timeouts trying to get the ball back, yeah. and you got the, the ball back and went to I knew Dan was going to ask this fucking question because yeah, so he was butthurt on Twitter about it. In there, um, to get some work. And we wanted to get Trevor some work, you know, and that was really the gist of it. You know, I know that we were, it was a hundred percent the right call. What was he expecting? What were you expecting, Dan? A 21 point turnaround. Dan would have had a front page column on the front of the Tribune if he put him in there in a 21 point game and tore his knee up. Why he was in there in garbage time. What can a young team learn from all this? Just to look at. Every performance as it stands alone by itself, you know, so when you ride the wave, you know, of momentum like this, you know, you, you know, that can, it can be a tricky thing, you know, for a young football team. So you have to look at every performance for what it is, you know, so last Monday was a performance for what it is. And then your preparation has got to be the same. It's got to be the same. And I, I'll tell you this. I thought we had a good week of practice leading into this. And That's, I told the players that last yeah. night. I don't want to hear that shit. And, uh, Nobody wants to. You, know, you had a good week of practice, well and your defense wasn't you know, on the field the for four consecutive the drives. They did a nice job game planning and, and, and executing all that. But uh, just one one performance at a time. Four consecutive drives. They couldn't stop anybody. Couldn't do anything. It was easy work for the Dallas Cowboys. I had a good no, practice good. this week. Positive. You know, it's yeah. a positive thing right. for the guys. You know, I think that the guys are starting to really gel. Um, you can see that now we've implemented some things, you know, that uh, are really enhancing the skill levels of our players. Um, I think it's starting to open How up some things. How do you not ask and, one uh, question it's, it's about your – sure. One of your leaders on defense and Roquan Smith for the showing today. Start fast, start fast, start fast. Do you have a sense for why it's not sticking? Yeah, I mean, it comes down to execution. I mean, you're going to look at the tape, and we're just going to have to do a better job. Um, you got to come out, you execute on first and second down, get your third down favorables, and then execute on third down. That's what it comes down to. That's just basic ball. It's going to be that way for a long time, so we just got to do a better job. Matt, the, the Fowler sack that set up the down and distance that led to the Montgomery fumble, and I know you haven't seen the film or whatever. Was yeah. that just a, it seemed like he came fairly clean. Was that just a miscommunication, or they just, you know, box? Yeah, I'm going to have to look at that play. I'm going to have to look at that play so to see the details of that. At the last offensive play of the first half, you guys went with a shovel pass. Can you uh, talk us through just kind of the thought process? Yeah, Ryan's got a good one. The shot to the end zone there. Yeah. Yes, we, we like that play. We like the play. We know they're going to be softer there, and we just we wanted to work on that, that shovel, and yeah. uh, that was that was going to be a good you play. You wanted three, so and that's a chance of a turnover. For whatever reason, I got to look at the play, was. but uh, we like that play. Right. Yeah, I do. I do. I, he's he's uh, he's good. Uh, and he's got good instincts that way, you know. So he knows situational football uh, when he has to get the prescribed down a distance. But uh, I think he's growing that way for sure. Your offense is more complete now than it was a couple weeks ago. And if so, how much further does it need to go to be where you want it? I just think it's growing. I just think it's growing. It's growing. Long uh, fucking ways, Pat. Jesus we Christ. See that, you know, in practice go get on the plane and go back home. And we can certainly see Take that a last couple games. They're fucking dumb. And, uh, you know, the Take guys lap, here Pat. are going to look at the tape. You know, they got things to work on, too, on offense. You know, in kicking game, we got to work on things, and we got to work on stuff on defense. So it's uh, get back to work. And as someone with defensive expertise in your career and very high standards, how do you process this game, giving up 49 points? Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's you know, whatever it is, 42 points, you know, because of the return. But, uh, yeah, that's that's unacceptable. Um, you know, so we're going to have to look at ourselves with a critical eye and 
make sure that we're doing the right things, um, you know, down in and down out, you know, and then uh, practicing those things during the week and uh, and to get better. But it's it's not good enough. How do you address it with the players? When, uh, how do you address it with your players when I imagine you'll just be making red X's on every single play? Yeah, just you just got to look at every play for it, one play at a time and look at it, and then say, okay, hey, this this was the, this was good. This was the breakdown. This is how we improve. That's it. That's what you got to do. As an extension of that, what's most what's most bothersome to you about the defensive performance today as you leave here? Um, I would just say being able to get guys, get them in third and longers. You know, so the first and second down defense has got to be better uh, to get us into the third down situations that we like. You gave a fucking third and sixteen at the tight end. Twenty third and uh, third and one, twenty five yards to your to the quarterback. So like we were yeah, talking it, before. I just I, some of these questions are just i mean there's literally one answer and everybody knows what it is with most of these questions that they're asking i don't i don't understand you know how 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 did that make you feel you know uh your defense falling flat on their face what what is he of course he's going to be pissed he's just not that dude that's going to come out and say roquan smith sucked today you know the defensive line Needs to step up. Dominique Robinson looks lost in the fucking run game. It's that shit drives me crazy. It's just it's, the discipline. That the, yeah. where was the discipline all game long? You know, it, coming from last game, they did a good job in the against the run against Rodemeyer. Uh, I can't. Is that Rodemeyer Stevenson? Is that is that how you pronounce the first name for for the Patriots? Stevenson, the, the running oh, back. Oh, Ramond, Ramondre. Ramondre. Yeah. Ramondre. He threw me way the fuck off. Yeah, I, I was. I, 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 yeah, I was trying to. No, they did a good job against the pass last week, and then this week they were just non-existent. No discipline. No contain. No heart. Like that. Like I said, those first four drives for the Dallas Cowboys, I thought they were going to score forty in the first half. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree, Ivan. But Mike, we brought you on here. Uh, what were your thoughts on QB1 and uh, do you agree with Ivan and I that we had no problem with them pulling them out at the end of the game? Yeah, I didn't have a problem with it. I had a bigger problem with what started happening around, I think like seven and a half minutes left. It kind of felt like they lost um, some juice and then Daryl Johnson said it on the broadcast. He said it feels like the Bears are just trying to get in some reps here. Yeah. And again, I know a lot has to happen to make that comeback with seven and a half minutes left, but I would say I had a bigger problem with that than uh, Trevor Simeon coming in. That that was, yeah, that, that was an issue before that. Um, the offense as a whole, I mean, I'm not ready to say that Justin has arrived or that we're here with him, but you gotta love what you've seen from him in back-to-back -back weeks now. Um, kid needs help. He needs help, man. After the uh, the VJJ drop in the first half, Fox cut to the uh, Eagles-Steelers game, and they were showing uh, A.J. Brown catching his third touchdown of the day. Yeah. And I couldn't help but think, man, if we just had one dog on our team as far as receivers go, um, would maybe one of them have come down with those balls in the end zone before the end of the first half? So instead of us settling for a field goal, maybe we get one of those touchdowns off the Eddie Jackson pick. Um, he needs help, man, but Justin is good. I'm excited. I'm excited to watch uh, the rest of the season, see how he continues to play. Yeah, when I was talking about him, I mean, I'm not saying that he has 
fully arrived. But I mean, at this point, that if there was any lingering doubt uh, at quarterback moving forward with where this team was going to be draft wise, I I just was hoping that they were going to stay out of that. Oh, this is going to be Ryan Poles guy. You know, Justin yeah. took one on the chin this year. That and I'm full steam ahead with developing Justin moving forward, bringing in more weapons uh, to surround him with. And they certainly have enough money to to go out there and make moves. And it's not a real great uh, free agent crop coming in that way, but it's, it's going to take, it's going to take a lot of work on Ryan Pohl's part because it's going to, it's going to have to be creative trades uh, where he can move some parts and, and, get some pieces back and then being creative in the draft also. But um, again, I, I guess I would ask the haters for about Brisker and Gordon, which uh, how much they love George Pickens today. You know, you mentioned the, the, the Steelers and Eagles game and yeah, uh, I don't, zero yards is always pretty sweet, right? <laughs> <laughs> so let's do a fucking hard stop on that. People yeah. are so, fickle and then ride the fucking wave of emotion justin fields gets a you know throws an incomplete pass and i get a fucking dm instantly saying this motherfucker needs to be a wide receiver and i'm like fucking cut him yeah so it's it's nauseating it's not even fucking funny it's just dumb i don't even know how else to phrase it but no i mean if there is a a a loss you know a a gut-wrenching loss. I wasn't expecting this type of effort defensively, and we know that they're, you know, lacking talent on both sides of the ball. But I do think this is one of those wins, and I'm not going to call it a moral victory because it certainly is not. We don't believe in those here. We but, can say that. Phil's not on. No, I'm Phil's not, not on right it. now. I'm not <laughs> saying it because I don't believe in it either. I don't like it, so. Yeah, but, okay. uh, yeah, I just – I I think that there's a lot of positives. Um I am a believer in momentum, and I think that they can build on this moving forward and and keep them some of the momentum offensively. They gotta. I mean, I'm at the point where I want to see, I want to see Leatherwood out there over yep. Riley Reef, and I think that that's you know Flus hasn't been a guy that's gonna take a guy off the NFI list and just throw him out there to the wolves. You know, we've heard him talked numerous times about getting them acclimated and getting them some burn and bringing them back slowly and, re- and ready to go. But uh, it's going to be interesting because uh, I'm not so sure I need to see a 13-year vet out there that's often injured. I want to see some some cohesion moving forward. And we all know the the thoughts on, on Sam Mustafer here. Lucas Patrick is out, but you saw Dieter go out there and get some burn. It's going to be interesting in the limited reps that he got just to see how he held up, not in the position that he's been practicing at because he's been at center, but it's, yeah, I think that there, there's definitely, there's definitely some sunlight in this, in this game that we can take moving forward. I I do have a question for you guys. Um, Do you think that Justin Fields is one of those guys you talk about like Aaron Rodgers for the Packers, he kind of elevates the rest of their roster he makes that team better and can cover up a lot of their deficiencies. Um, I'm not saying Justin is that dude yet, but I have to think that like them going into Dallas against this great defense, mm-hmm. putting up 29 points, I don't think you do that with Trevor Simeon, right? 
I, how I many, think Justin how, was responsible for a lot of that. How many wins do you think you have on the on the year without Justin Fields? None, maybe. So that might be 0 and 8. Yeah, that says a lot to me. You know what I mean about a guy. And I just listen, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give out false praise and and say, you know, I had a guy reach out to me on Twitter and say that it's not fair that I'm trying to hold Roquan accountable because he's like, I've seen Aaron Donald play and have have bad games. It's not it's not a apples to apples comparison there at all. Not at all. I've I've seen Aaron Donald be defensive player of the year. Roquan's never made a Pro Bowl. And then you can say, well, he got screwed. Well, I don't know. I've seen guys ahead of him that are pretty fucking great. You wouldn't be the number two rushing attack without Justin Fields. He's number two. He's our second leading rusher. He's yeah. our second leading rusher behind uh, uh, Khalil Herbert right now. I, to me, yeah, he may, he's the guy that you that could just make was it chicken salad out of chicken shit, he, and you see it time and time again. How many times has he been you know in the grasp of a D lineman right. and is able to spin out? We've seen it like a three or four times just today. So I'm. Like you said, he's not there yet. I think once you add quality playmakers around him, then you're going to see him elevate his own right. game. But as of right now, he does elevate the, elevate this team. This team would be god awful to watch if it wasn't for Justin Fields at least giving us some excitement week in and week out. Yeah, Chubbs, I understand that that is your stance, and I've never heard you say one negative thing about Roquan Smith on Twitter or after a game because you're Mr. Positivity, and that's fine. I'm not like that. I'm going to hold the guy accountable when he plays like shit. When you're wanting $20 million and you're in the fucking backfield to make a play and you whiff on a backup running back that then takes it for 50 yards and a touchdown, I'm going to call you out for it. That has nothing to do with the defensive line. That has to be with Roquan Smith not doing his job. And if you go out and watch him on tape on his run fits, it's abysmal. I'm not making it up. Go ask anybody that watches tape. It's abysmal. Roquan makes occasional plays. His consistency is not there. It's just not. A lot of the times he's lost. Thought process. I mean, yeah. Uh, it's my fault for just hopping over him. Uh, I should have. All right. Ownership. I mean, there you go. Yeah, I've been, um, I can't tell you the last time I made a tackle. So just got to be aware in that situation. Just, you know, tag him and make sure he's down. How much of that body that that entire sequence was? For, for what do you want him to Sorry. fucking say? Morons. How does that bother you? I'm, I'm stoked about it. I mean, but you're always going to have ups and downs in the game. Jesus. Uh, you can't look at so one. Keep, keep fighting. Keep battling. He answered the question already right off the bat. That should have been it. It was my fault. It's over. He fucked up. That's all. He he admitted it. Just was let that, it go. Is that a read option that just should have gone up the middle, or, or what was it? What was Which one? Read? We went for twice, two times. Uh, the one where Uh, yeah. So cover zero. Um, we didn't expect him to in and out that uh concept to the left. So that was my answer for cover zero to the left, and they in and out of it. Didn't expect him to do that, but knowing that they're running cover zero, just got to throw the ball away at the back of the end zone. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we're growing, you know, getting better each each and every week as an offense. I'm um, just proud of the, the guys, the way they fought. You know, we were down early, but, you know, they, they didn't waver. Um, you know, we, we kept the same mentality and just chipped away. And um, I thought as a whole, we, we played well. So, yeah. Did you want one more shot at the end zone right before halftime? Uh, I mean, I'm just playing 
playing each play. Uh, I don't even remember, to be honest with you. I just play each play up. I mean, I, I think it was a good good play. Uh, we just got to, you know, have better blocking up front. Seems like they're more intent on getting, like, Eberflus to say something that he shouldn't say mm-hmm. or getting Roke, getting uh, Justin to go against. I mean, yeah, if you want to know. the big headline. Yeah, you know, yeah. uh, be a Typical. Stretch the defense vertically. So, uh, you, know, you have to take those Typical shots downfield the so they're, they're not all up in your grill. Um, so, it's almost um, like they're incentivized uh, uh, for sensationalism. Uh, in the league. It's yeah. almost yeah. like that. Right. Vertically. So, of course, we're going to keep doing that for sure. How do you balance the progress that you and the offense are making with the fact that you didn't get a win and set back for you guys here? Um, you know, I think just look at the positive things, of course, you know, watch the film and see where we need to grow and uh, keep getting better. But, you know, uh, I think the offense today, uh, you know, played well. And, you know, of course, there's always room to grow, get better. But, you know, as a whole, we put up 29 points. I think that was the most uh, the most points they let up this year. So, I mean, um, just, you know, just keep working and keep getting better each and every day at practice. And some of the, and a lot of those points, I mean, most of those points were not in garbage time. Yeah, I mean, it's a little you bit know, beat up. Those, right? are, um, those are legit you know, points being scored. Kind of sore, like, but uh, I c- couldn't run like 100% today. But, you know, hopefully this full week will get me back right and I'll be be able to go 100%. What happened to the 10? Yeah, that, that was just a re-injury from last week. It was just like a contusion on my hip. So uh, when I got sacked, I fell on my hip and then. Um, kind of just rebothered it, so I just took some Advil and you know just hopped back in the game. But yeah, like I said, just a little bumps and bruises and stuff. Do you feel yourself growing as a runner? Like, do you feel like you're more deliberate in the kind of runs that you're doing? She just asked the coach the same yeah, fucking sure. question. Um, you know, like I said last week, it just brings you know our offense a whole different element. So I uh, definitely feel like I'm growing uh, as a runner and a passer for sure. What feels better to you? individually while you're out there the last couple of weeks, the last like maybe three or four games, does something, something feel like it's clearing up or becoming slower or easier for you? I think I'm just, you know, uh, getting more comfortable with the offense. Um, you know, I think our guys are too as a whole. Um, you know, I think we're growing. Um, and, you know, it's what, week nine coming up. So, um, you know, I think everybody's getting more and more comfortable as we, you know, game plan and put plays together. Uh, you know, Luke and, you know, our offensive coach has done a great job figuring out what we do, you know, good as an good as an offense, you know, what uh, each player does individually individually well. So, um, you know, we're you know, figuring that out. And you know, I think that's, you know, credit to our success for sure. Something specific that you're doing better? Um, I mean, just, you know, I'm just growing for real. I can't put my one thing on it, but just, you know, growing and getting better each and every week. How did that kind of come together? Yeah, I think they had 10 guys on the field on that play, but, um, you know, I mean, it had it, it looked like a cover zero cell, so I just checked the protection and uh, kept kept the same um, uh, route concepts up. And of course, you know, we had great protection. McKeel ran a great route, um, and you know, just just put it on him and scored a touchdown. So yeah. Just can you talk us through the touchdown to Cole also? Yeah. So um, just play action. Um, you know, I think he bluffs the corner a little bit and then just runs to the corner. So corner slipped. Uh, Cole, you know, executed that play well. Um, great protection up front and. I know she's all all around well well executed play. Uh, just more explosive and of course more explosive, you know, of the offense. Receivers catching the ball, maybe could help. Are you? Is there ever a concern that they're piling up to a point that you're going to have to? The only hit that I was mad that I took today was the first run. I think I should have just ran out of bounds initially, but yeah, I mean, football is football. You're going to get hit, so. Just try to limit him for sure. Did you 
Justin, is a team coming up the high of Monday, then the trade of Quinn, and then the result today? How do you guys move past, uh, you know, kind of a difficult and emotional weekend, try to bounce back next week? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's what the league is, you know. Uh, you know, when you're, you know, as close as everyone was on the team to, you know, Robert, uh, of course, it's going to be a little bit emotional, but, you know, we still have business, business to take care of. And, you know, I think the guys responded well. I think we had a great week to practice. And, um, you know, I think you just got to give, give credit to their offense. You know, they played a great game. And, you know, our defense didn't play as well as we wanted to. So, um, you know, I know they're going to get back to work. This That's honesty weekend, right there. Uh, put out a better performance next week for sure. I, I, I don't like the the question about look. I get they have a you know a connection with Robert, but well, that's you know it's a it's a big one that people keep on saying and trying to harp on that this is why the defense was flat. And all I'm gonna say is what he just said right there. You know when when Roquan is trying to get his bag or when Justin comes up, you know to be paid. What do players say? Go get your money, kid. It's a business. It's no different. Robert Quinn wanted to be traded. He handled it a different way than Roquan Smith did. He shut his mouth. He showed up. He worked. He got traded to a contender. 7-0 Philadelphia Eagles. Right. And what else did he get? He got the final two years of his contract chopped off now. Why? Because he can get guaranteed paper in the offseason. That's what it's all about. So I don't want to – I understand there's emotions involved, but my God, if you're – if you're that downtrodden from a player being traded, then I question I question these have a leader guys moving forward. Yeah, do you I'm have a leader saying. out there? If, if, if Rob, and I know Rob was a leader, but if he was the end-all, be-all of the defense, like we have bigger issues. And I don't think it's that's the case. I just maybe a little emotionally, but that doesn't give you an excuse to come out the way you did. The defense was non-existent in four drives. And like I said, that was pretty much the game. I mean, they came back, but it, I thought that was the game. I was like, there's no way they could they, they could get through this or dig themselves out. They could probably get close. But to 28 points down, it's it's very – this is the NFL. You're not going to see a lot of games with 28-point uh, comebacks or, you know, just right. week in and week out. They're just not there. I don't like it. I, I, Rob was a good player. I just don't think that gives them an excuse to have the game that they had on defense. No, I, I totally agree. Mike, how do you feel about it? I mean, let's let's talk about the players that are on the roster. Let's talk about Quan. Let's talk about Jalen Johnson. Let's talk about Eddie Jackson. Great pick. For sure, named team captain, I believe now, yeah. in place of, of Robert Quinn. Um, you know, where were those guys? Those are supposed to be your quote unquote blue chip defensive dogs as the the young DBs kind of build themselves up. And I mean, they put up 49 points. I hope they treat this like a 50 burger. That was a 50 burger. Sure. Come on. You know, um, step up, make a play, do something. Looks like we lost Shane here for a second. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree, Mike. It's It was – you were expecting to play Eddie Jackson like we had talked about before. Eddie Jackson looked like Eddie Jackson. He's been playing great this year. He's having an all-pro year, as somebody had Definitely. mentioned in the chat. You know, we, we would – we need a lot more of those. Like, we're getting we're getting interceptions, but I think we need a lot more turnovers. I, I still need them to start, you know, ripping this ball out of some of these running backs' hands. Talk about that run game, though. You are the run defense – 
Tony Pollard, I got to look at the stats. He he was just electric today. Uh, Tony Pollard, 14 carries, 131 yards, three touchdowns. He was 9.4 average. Talk about the run defense. What do you think that needs to be done? I mean, I'm I'm expecting, you know, I'm expecting it to get worse before it gets better. But what do you think? Well, I'm sure Phil will talk about this um, this week on the tape breakdown. And to all those viewers at home, you should become a Patreon member for TTNL, get the full tape breakdown. Um, it's the best. And I'm sure he'll say that it's when someone goes off on you like that, it's not necessarily a lack of talent. It's probably poor run fit, lack of fundamentals, um, guys trying to do much. I do too much. Mm-hmm. I think they talked about that a couple weeks ago that the run defense guys are just not staying in their lanes and, and they're not finishing the play. So I think that's much more of like a technique and coaching thing than us not necessarily having the talent to stop a guy from, what did you say, 9.4 per carry? 9.4 per carry for uh, Tony Pollard today. So, yeah, 130, 14 carries, 131, three touchdowns, 9.4 per touch. Yeah, I want to see what, what Phil has to say on the tape this week because I, I, you can do better than 9.4 per carry, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah, 100%, man. I just – I, it's unacceptable – you know, defensive performance, it, it really is. And we, again, we know the warts that are there, the defensive line. That's why we've tried to preach going forward. If the Bears, there's a three tech there when the Bears draft in the first round and he's head and shoulders above an offensive lineman or a wide receiver, they're going to take the three tech. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I, I, I agree. It's, it's a glaring issue, Shane. And we talked about, you know, we talked about contain, but just as, we talk about contain just the runs up the middle, the 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 pressure, the generation of pressure up the middle, especially against the run, is just not there. These guys are going sideways and getting pushed out of the way, like like you were saying, undersized and overpowered uh, there for Ryan two three three. It just it's exactly what it is. You need more talent up front on both sides of the football. I know that offensive line. They talk about finding the best five. I think the best five will be found come next year. Because I don't think this is going to be a – I don't think it's going to be a solidified offensive line whatsoever. I think you're going to continue to see rotations. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. And Riley Reef, like I said, a 13-year vet on, on this offensive line. I think he's just buying time until Leatherwood uh, gets some more you know, time on the practice field and then is getting his body right. Because I, I myself think he's a right tackle. I'm not sure about him at guard because he he struggles with his hand usage and everything inside is is twice as fast. So we'll see how that goes. But, you know, week eight heading into week nine, guys, it's you want to start to see a little bit of a plan for this offensive line. And that's, to me, what sucks about if you go back to last week with Lucas Patrick going out because this is seemingly the second time or even third time, depending on what way you want to look at it, that they have replaced Sam Mustafer, uh, where they've looked and, and said that we have to upgrade here. But yet he's he's out there. And at this point, and I know everybody's going to start banging the drum for Dieter again. Unless there's an injury, he's going to be the starting center of the Chicago Bears. Yes. And, and I guess that part of it, you know, you're just going to have to, you know, swallow hard and, and, and deal with it. But 
guys on the outside, I think it's critical to get Leatherwood some meaningful reps and to, to build some cohesion with uh, Tevin Jenkins. Now, did they haven't did they when Tevin went out? Did they say what that was? It looked like I mean he was how I think it was an ankle. I'm not, I'm not sure. I, I thought it was an ankle. I'm not sure. I, I didn't see anybody's update, but he was hot. He was bouncing on that um, on that right leg a little when he was coming off the field. So I, thought only, that I think it was like three plays or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I was scared. It was a concussion thing because I think they, they came to the line and then there was a stoppage of play and then he came off. So I don't know if that was like the concussion spotter or something, or I maybe saw something that I missed, but uh, I mean, he is hands down your best offensive lineman right now. Oh, it's and, not and even, it's, not even close. Yeah. And they tried their best to alienate that kid before the yeah. season. And I'm not, I'm not buying, I, I'm going to go, I'm going to push back on that, Mike. Okay. I just, and I know Phil hates this, but there's zero track record saying that they were ganging up on this kid. When you go back to, when you go back to Oklahoma state, you literally have his head coach coming out and saying that motivation buying in was a problem for Tevin Jenkins until he told him, Hey, there's a kid in here that can make 40 million. You want to know who it is? It's you. Then he started to take it serious. And if you're not bought in, especially on that line, and I, I understand, you can't tell me that they just came in and said, you know what, we're just going to gang up on this kid. Our offensive line sucks. 39th pick in the draft. Well, he admit, he admitted he came in overweight. He didn't come in. He didn't do exactly Absolutely. what they asked him. He, so he admitted as, as much. Yeah. Well, and, I, and, and I'm not knocking. Like, I don't. Whatever was said, he's proven that he's not you know, some lazy uh, uh, player who's going to go ahead and right. just milk you for your money. He's he's running down the field every play. He's pushing people out of the league. Best, by, the best that they have by by far. Yes. No doubt yes. about it. No doubt. So, and, I like, I, I agree with Shane, though. I think it, there's some truth to what was going on. It, it, there's two sides of the story, and I think Tevin, yeah. you know, admitted as much. Like, hey, I, I didn't do what they asked me to do. Yeah, hi. Just let me address address this because there's a lot of idiots like this guy in the in the chat. Just, I mean, zero track record. My point is, Tevin had issues. Tevin dropped down the draft boards for two reasons. Reasons there's questions about his motivation that his college head head coach openly talked about, and there was people that were concerned about his back injury. So yeah, there's a track record with that. There, there's zero track record there saying that the Bears brought Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus specifically said, you know what? Our offensive line is in shambles. We're going to gang up on this kid and just push him to the side and trade him because we don't believe in him. I'll go 50, 50 with you guys. Um, I didn't like the way they put him out for that presser. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, it was uncomfortable. I agree. Yeah. So it was a little 50, 50 there, both parties. Like Absolutely, and I think Ryan yeah. Poles spoke to that and said that he needed to be better. And to Tevin Jenkins' credit, he said the same thing, that he needed to be better. Here's uh, Roquan up here, Ivan. Oh, good. Things happen, but all you can do is just go from it. We all have a job, and at the end of the day, I'm, you know, lucky enough to still have my job, you know, so I'm just going from there. But hats off to my guy, Rob. Great deal of respect for him. Brooklyn, is it frustrating, though, because you guys had that great Monday night win? It felt like you guys had some momentum and it might have been a, a turning point. 
Oh, man, it's, it's very frustrating when you think about it, just knowing the guys that we have uh, in the locker room and going out and putting out a performance like that. It's unacceptable. Oh, did a great job today moving the ball, scoring points. Defense, we, we can never allow anyone to score that many points on us. So it's going to start with us uh, and always it's always going to start with us and always end with us. And so we have to be better. And it's that simple. We can't let no one run the ball, throw the ball, or do whatever like that or score that many points on us, period. Is that frustration used as motivation moving forward? Frustration you feel now? Mike's didn't make the trip either, I guess. Us as a defense and uh, as individuals, we know that was not the standard of what we put out on film. And so we just have to get better, grow from it, and it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't expect him to say much. I yeah. expected just about that. You know, he's gonna say he had a decent game, but I, I agree with him. You can't allow that many points. You can't I allow can. a team like that to come out. And and I get they're at home, but they just flat out punch the Bears square in the mouth. Yeah, and when pl- and when plays are there to be made, you ha- you have to fucking make it. We expect a top ten off the ball linebacker to make those fucking plays. And I don't think that that's asking too much. I don't want to hear about the defensive line when you're all alone one-on-one in the fucking backfield and you can't bring a guy down or even be remotely close to bringing the guy down. And, oh, yeah, the same guy popped it for a 50-plus yard touchdown. It's unacceptable. He was there. Make the play. Yeah. Get the bag. Yeah. that, that And that's a perfect way to say it, Mike. Get the bag. And you know what? Getting run over by 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 Tony Pollard, as good as a running back he is, that's unacceptable to me. Getting outrun by outrun by him, just getting out muscled, just unacceptable. And you continue to see it. He has these, he has great games, and then he has a game like this where it's like, you know, what the hell are you doing, Roquan? Make that's the what, play. That's what we've seen. It's been the peaks and valleys, and like you said, Ivan, the the excuse of the Robert Quinn trade. If you went out there and played your worst game of the season because Robert Quinn got traded, then I have a whole bunch of different questions that I'm going to be asking about you in terms of your motivation and your and your want to. Now, you're yeah. only going to play when I have the guys that you want on the team? That's a legitimate question if that's going to be your reaction. It's a bit – just like it's a business that you're trying to – you did your hold in, Roquan, this is a business with, with Robert Quinn. You know, do you think Robert Quinn, I don't even know, I haven't looked at snap counts or if they played him uh, today versus Pittsburgh. I haven't I haven't looked at that yet, but do you think Robert Quinn was sitting on the sideline saying, man, I miss Roe. <laughs> I miss Jalen. Oh, get the fuck out of here. No, it doesn't work that way. You can be upset. You also have a fucking job to do and go out and do it. And hardly anybody did it today, especially on the defensive side. It doesn't do look the, like uh, it. Go ahead, Mike. I was going to say, do the Cowboys only score 42 if Robert Quinn is still on the roster? Like, Yeah, I mean, and I get it. Like, it's the pass rush was non-existent when Robert Quinn was here, you know, to, to that point. Like, it, I don't think he makes a huge difference. But I think the, the lack of intensity and the way that they went out there and played out of position, not committed, it was it, – you can't have that. Like, that's – that's something that I thought they were going to get away from, especially on the defensive side, because I thought the defensive side was making uh, some strides prior to the offense. 
But to come out like this, and then and then you know you want to ask about Roquan Smith, and I'm talking about the media, like no, it's not. Are you uh, Robert Quinn? It's like no, it's not a guy that's not in the there right now. It's about the guys that were in the locker room. Those guys weren't ready to play today. That's point blank period. We all saw that. So to make an excuse like that, I think it's just you're reaching. You're you're just reaching right now. Yeah, and Chubbs, we're not saying that they didn't. They lacked heart. They just didn't fucking play good. I mean, that's literally what we're saying. I can go out and say I have a fucking problem with if the reason you didn't play good is because Robert Quinn got traded to the Philadelphia Eagles, then that's a fucking problem, guys. This isn't little league football. You know, this isn't peewee football. It's a fucking billion-dollar business. That's If the reason you didn't play well today is because of a trade that happened on a guy that you've had how many winning seasons with in Chicago? Zero, right? I'm sure he's a great guy. I've never met Robert Quinn personally. You know, he was good to TTNL and saying the tape never lies and, and all that. That's great, but... I don't want it's like the media wants to make this the reason why the Bears played bad today. And it's not it's just not. I think the guys probably got above their out of in front of their skis a little bit after the big New England win because they're young and that goes back to coaching. You gotta you have to control these guys. It's like the Ivan, what happened after the double doink? Fuck. Next step, Super Bowl. That's what yep. Chicago does. Bears 100. You didn't hear shit. Other than Super Bowl's next. Mm -hmm. That's what they do. They didn't play good football today. Got to have a bounce back next week. All there is to yeah. it. Effort and technique. Yeah, absolutely. So, Mike, real quick before we uh, get you out of here, because we're going to probably end up wrapping up here pretty quick. How did you uh, – what is your TTNL journey? How did you find out about us and, and what brought you here? I appreciate you asking. Um, my YouTube suggested videos um, showed me uh, Phil's breakdowns, I think, in the 18 season. Yeah. That's when I first started watching them. And um, my buddy last night told me specifically, don't kiss their ass. Don't go on the show and kiss their ass. But you guys are great. You're the best. Yeah. Um, so I've been watching for about four years now. Felt it was time to pay it forward on Patreon. Um, everyone at home should do the same because you guys really are doing two things, in my opinion, with this grassroots operation of yours. Um, from a sports journalism standpoint, you guys are asking the questions that for some reason our hometown media will not ask. And you're also bringing a, a football acumen and an understanding of the game that is beneficial to someone like me who's a huge fan of NFL football, but I've never padded up, you know, I've never played a snap of organized football before. So Me I want to be able to, in, yeah, I, I want to be able to enjoy the game, speak about it intelligently um, and, and really kind of understand what's happening um, in a week in and week out basis with the bears, man. Um, and yeah, you guys are doing it better than anyone. I really can't listen or read any of the local writers here, man. It's except no substitute TTNL. You guys hey, are the man. truth. We appreciate it. I do have to yeah, ask man, you a thanks. question. Who the fuck is your friend saying, don't come on here and kiss our ass? <laughs> Who the fuck is that guy? My guy, Connor, man. He's uh, a Bears you know, fan. 
he's a huge Bears fan. He was nice. just trying to coach me up, you know. He uh he's got a tough exterior, but he's he's a softy yeah. on the inside. Yeah. Is he a TTNL fan? He is actually. Um he kind of found you guys on his own too. Nice. And then I told him that I was gonna be coming on and he's like, Oh yeah, I've been watching Bears Hour Live. Um they have some interesting Patreon characters go on that show sometimes, so don't blow it. I said, All right, man, I got you. Come on, Connor. Step up your game. <laughs> you pussy. Connor. He's going to love that. <laughs> Actually, we have live video of Connor right now. Well, no, in case you don't know my name, my mama named me Rufus. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Connor. Busting your balls, boy. But, Mike, yeah, no, I'm, I know you reached out to me last week. I, things get a little bit crazy, so we always tell people, you know, that are reaching out, don't do it too far in advance because sometimes it's a little bit hard we get ttnl as ivan can attest it's a little bit crazy especially on game day um but uh no i sent you the link last night and you you responded you you stepped up man sometimes we have people on and they're not ready to go is that that, is that him is that that's him connor there he is is. (laughs) hit me up connor we'll get we'll get you on here next man see if you can perform in the bright lights of ttnl and then uh, you and Mike can go at it and, and talk some shit. But no, that's <laughs> that's great. No, that's the hey, that, that's the the jackal, Chris Jackal. You know, tell a friend. What's yeah. his What's his motto? I forget exactly what it is. He's probably. I playing. I just got one more question for you guys. When yeah, go are we going to see the the TTNL biopic, the origin story? Is that in development? Oof. What's What's going on there? I I I I'll tell you this much, and I know. Uh, we probably have some people that don't know this, but I feel like Phil and I could write one hell of a fucking book with everything that we've uh, experienced together since uh, what 2015 and doing this this type of format, uh, where we've come from and what we've been told and where we've had you know where we're heading. So I think it would actually be pretty interesting. Um, I know the first 27 chapters would probably be about Phil. Maybe I'd get maybe a, a chapter and a half in there at some point. But uh, no, man, we're always we're always grinding out content, looking at different ways. I have a couple ideas up my sleeves for a couple more patron shows that I would like to uh, develop and, and kick off the ground that would kind of take people, uh, patrons especially, kind of like behind the scenes a little bit and let them experience some stuff. But it's... Uh, I think a lot of people where we get in trouble and I've had this talk with, with people, I think people and Phil and I are always out there and, and Ivan and Alan Bratcher and Claudio and Jackal and Cherie and, you know, cool Kennedy, we're always available to people. And I think in Phil's case, in my case, especially cars, keys, he's going to kill me for not bringing them up. Um, I think people see us so much. They think that we are, this is what we do. 24 7 365 and it is not (laughs) you know phil and i and and jackal and ivan uh just you know we have young families cool kennedy we all have very young families and everybody's heard the story about my son uh ivan's been through a shitload of stuff that people don't even uh realize and then phil's had his stuff but you know, we all have full-time jobs during the day. 
and and grinding out this content and it's it's a lot but it's something that we love so that's what makes it easy our wives may not love all of it but we ain't going anywhere it comes through man you guys are the truth like uh when it comes to bears coverage breakdown analysis like except no substitute ttnl all day dig it dig it and can we get a can we get a fuck connor before you leave yo connor <laughs> Fuck you, man. There you go. There we'll go. have to get we'll have to get we'll get him on here. Connor, you're up next, bud. But Mike he's a good thanks, dude. Thanks, thanks for guys. Up, bro. That was appreciate fun. you. All right, man. Take care. That was good stuff, man. Yeah, you know, you like yeah, yeah. And I'm glad we got him on a little bit earlier. I told him when he came on that we would uh try to hit him up after the presser, but the bears in true bears fashion were a little bit slow getting their stuff out there. So I'm glad we uh, got the chance with Phil not being here. Ivan, I know we went in a little bit different direction and and no no rant today. But I, I, I do think it's important because I think you, you can continually fall into the same old bullshit of pissing and moaning and complaining about absolutely everything. And you're overlooking the, the you know, the little bright light that's sitting down in the sand. Be like, what is that? There is... Mm -hmm. There is positives that came out of today. You got your ass kicked on the field. I understand it. There's still big picture positives with this team, especially offensively moving forward. And to me, it 100% or a 100% starts with QB1, Justin Fields. I like his trajectory. Is there still questionable plays there? 100%. But I also think when you want your quarterback to, to, you know, rise the tide, you know, and, and, and bring the, the other ships up with him. I think he's going to do that. And I think he's going to do it much quicker when they focus on some talent to surround him with. And that's going to be priority number one this offseason with the 125 plus million in free agency. They're going to be active in the trade market, you know, a full slot of draft picks and a ton of money. So um, I think that that's, I think it's it's a, a big, big positive moving forward. Uh, I think identity solidified, you know, the running game. And then Justin Fields can just create a play on his own, whether it be with his legs yeah. or with his arm. And I, and obviously, like to your, you know, like you said, once the talent's there, we'll see that take another step. I just hope that next week, you know, we got the Miami Dolphins come next week. There's going to be some playmakers out on the football field again, Shane. Like yep. there was today with Gallup and, and C.D. Lamb, you're going to have probably the fastest guy on the football field, Tariq Hill, and and you're going to see a Jalen Waddle, and those guys are electrifying. Are you going to yep. come out flat and spot the Miami Dolphins 21 points to start the game? I think there needs to be a, a, a point come this week in practice. I don't give a shit how good of the practice you had. There needs to be a point that you got to start the game, all systems go. you got to go yep. 100% like, like it's – I'm not saying totally play like agree. it's the fourth quarter, but you cannot have these brain fart nope. uh, 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 plays where you're crashing down when you should be containing, where you're you know out of place in coverage. That shit can't happen again. Or Miami's going to do the same thing that Dallas did to you at home. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. And just looking for that one comment, I should have started. I think it was yeah Angela talking about uh, you know what Jalen Hurts has, and this is what we broke down on Cars Keys. I know Hogan Johns talked about it also. 
is there is a blueprint to this. Jalen Hurts is in year three. Justin Fields is in year two. But if you really break it down to its core, this is Jalen or this is Justin Fields. Year one is comparable to the year one for Jalen Hurts, mm -hmm. where everything was stripped down. Robert Mays from The Athletic talked about it. The They put uh, Jalen Hurts in there. They adjusted their offense. They really became a run-heavy team. Does that sound like anybody that we know? Because they had a lack of talent offensively. So the Bears weren't going to – unfortunately, they didn't have the slew of draft picks. They didn't have a ton of cap space to, to – dip into the market, you know, and, and I don't think that there was a ton of talent there, but <clears throat> unfortunately we just have to preach patience yet again, this off season, we're going into week nine we're going to be there soon enough. And we're going to see a ton of changes for sure. Yeah, I, I, no doubt. And as much as this one sucked to watch, you were excited to up into a point, you know what I'm saying? You were excited up into a point that they, they, they were in it into a point you're going to continue to see these games throughout. And I had mentioned, you know, on, on keeping it 100, yeah. you should be as mentally, you should be like, Hey, and I'm not talking about overlooking teams, but you should be building as a team for that murderer's row come December, come the end of the season, because Absolutely. if you could go ahead and play Grinch and you're one of the toughest football teams to get out, you know what I'm saying? Maybe you're not yeah. winning, but you're, you're, you're scrappy and, and you're, you're able to put up points and able to stay with, with, with teams on offense and defense, that should be the goal. Surprise some people late in the season. I, I think the Bears can be the second-half team. It might just not all come with wins. We talked about that early, man. That's you want – if you weren't going to win and, and contend for the playoffs, you wanted to be in a position at the end of the year that the arrow was pointed up, and most importantly, you believed in the dude under center. Well, not under center, taking snaps and shotgun every down in, in, in Justin Fields. But no, man, uh, Ivan, I think we're going to end it there. We'll get out of here. Uh, Bears drop one in Big D, 49-29. TTNL have it all covered. I know things are going to get a little bit different this week. Like I said, we all have kids and Halloween coming up and, and trick-or-treating. I got to get, get with Phil to see exactly what we're going to settle on for a schedule this week with some stuff. But uh, let's not forget one important message that TTNL has always told you about, and that's this right here as we sign off. There's hope, guys. There's, there's hope. I hope if there's we hope. got the right people. I hope that is hope. <laughs> that's going to be the quote, the name of this show, Shane. I hope there's hope. I hope there's hope. I hope that there's hope. <laughs>